Welcome to the Car Show, episode 24. In a change to the scheduled uh, meeting or podcast, I can't remember what I was going to say there, but whatever it was going to say, in a change to that, we're going to talk about the London Car Show. And with the London Car Show just finishing, I thought it was very important to address how it went in a sort of raw, uncut version of my personal view of the event. Um, we know with him upscaling the venue, a lot more vendors as well, and a lot more um, general admission and VIP customers coming through the door. So at this show, I was a vendor, um, so my entrance was uh, from 8am. I think I rolled in at maybe 8.15, 8.30. Um, there was people saying that the car park outside was full for vendors, um, so that's a park where the sort of general admission would park. Again, that's not down to the sort of London car show's fault. There was also another show on at Isha, it's a, it's a big venue. Then they had vendors too, and, and they took up some car parking spaces. Um, so yeah, that was sort of one people's gripe. It wasn't an issue for me. Um, you know, again, it's it's not down to London car show. It's not their fault. So, you know, I don't think anyone can sort of aim anything at them for that. It's just the way you know, it is. It's a big venue. It has multiple shows going on there. What were you expecting? So, um, you know, you get to the gate, the, it's quite easy to sort of sign in as a vendor. And you just give your name, they, they have a table plan right in front of them at the desk as well. So they're always very helpful at the desk there. So, you know, congrats to the London Car Show team on sorting out and having vendors come in as swiftly and as quickly as possible. So that was nice and easy. You go in, you get to your table, everything's there. You know, it's, it's table numbers on the, on the table. It's got a cloth on their table. You set your cases out, you set your stock up and you have to go. You can go around early on as well, make some sort of dealer-to-deal deals, which is always nice. Um, you know, one of the best parts of it for myself, you know, getting in and seeing the cars beforehand. I would, I would personally like to have that available on like a Friday night, which would be kind of cool. Getting the vendors in Friday, setting up, making deals. Um, you know, it was talked about between a few people. Uh, it was kind of Friday night meet-up, which would be, would be a good way to do things. Um, but yeah, you know, see the venue was, I think it was 25% bigger. And you noticed the, the size difference. Um, how how they do it the London Car Show is is crazy, the whole team deserve a massive round of applause. It's the size of it is is huge. I mean, I think on even on the second day, I was walking around and I was I said to Dan at Sports Cars UK, I was like I forgot how big it actually is. I thought I'd come to the end of it and it was some more. I was like Jesus, um, but yeah, it was it, it was it was a big difference the size. It was, you know, this is the biggest show outside the US. If you get a bigger show in Europe, this is probably one of the top you know, biggest shows in the world now. This is probably up there in the top five, ten shows in the world, which is crazy. Um, and we have it on our doorstep. So I think it's something we you know we have to get behind, we have to support. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 trust me, it really is an honour to have it on our doorstep like this. Um, so we obviously we were set up quite near the front, do- uh, front doors, so table 28 and 27. Um, I was on 28 with Joe, Joe, GMS, and 28 next to me was, uh, 27 next to me was, was Sports Guys UK. Um, you know, we had a few friends bios as well, which is nice. Uh, sports as well, which was good. So like a nice little sports island. Um, we're surrounded by quite a lot of sports as well. It seems to be like you come through entrance and there's a lot of lot of sports tables set there. Um, very very much soccer based. Um, there wasn't many sort of NFL, basketball, baseball, ice hockey, etc. It was you know soccer, maybe eighty five, ninety percent, and then you know sort of. A few tables of basketball, a few tables NFL, and then a few tables of 
mixed, you know, F1 mixed in there with sort of random stuff. Maybe tennis, a little bit of tennis. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was it was a good mix on the, on that first day. And then the back end, there was sort of a lot more of the sort of TCG side of things. There was still some TCG in the front end as well. It was you know, well mixed. I think it was done by, obviously it was done by zone, so it was zone A, B, C. Um, but I'd say definitely zone B was more Pokemon with a few more sports sprinkled in there. Whereas zone, well, I don't know if that's correct, but just the entrance seemed more sports heavy than sort of the whole thing. Um, which I, I didn't mind. I know people were saying that they preferred it being sort of sports as you come in and then sort of TCG Pokemon at the back. Um, again, I was, I didn't really notice it at the time because it felt like a good mix, because I know the island Telethomy had, like, Pokemon and plushies and TCG, so there were still islands close to where I was that seemed like a good mix of, you go from a sports island, you know, the next island across maybe Pokemon, TCG, and the next one across was, like, uh, third down displays and, you know, and all this sort of stuff, so it, was, it seemed like a good mix where I was. Um, so, yeah, you know, I can have no complaints, and, you know, it's always perverts on our end. Um, yeah, the back end... The back end obviously is, is kind of difficult because you've got the sort of the main stage. You have um, some Pokemon stuff, some TV stuff. You had like a big area of trade as well, and then you had like, the VR section on the on the right side, you know, with other stuff. So that was a lot more open as well. But that that seemed like more said more of a TCG. I think there's maybe one or two sports tables around there, maybe a few more. Um, and then the back end was quite similar. Uh, get, I think it was a, definitely a better mix of sports on the Saturday and North Sunday. Um, you know, that's the general feeling I got from Christmas as well, that there's more uh, sports on Saturday. But, you know, that's, again, that's not down something card show. If, if you don't want to vend on Sunday, something card show can't make you vend sports on, on, on Sunday. You have, you know, you have things on. Um so again, that's not London Card Show's fault. It was it's the way it was. Again, I, I was vending on Sunday, so I had sports cards out. There were still a few sports vendors there, and I, we, you know we probably did better. I mean, I personally did better on Sunday than I did Saturday. Whether that's due to the clientele that came on Saturday compared to Sunday, whether that's because there was less choice, um, I don't know. But it's just how it worked out. So I, I can't complain. Um, I think this is probably the most inclusive show that there is um you know they had a kid zone they obviously have now the uh, hexa the collector sort of mascot um you know i think i think that's a big step for the for the hobby in general as well like having something where the whole family can go you know like you said you could i would feel quite safe of, of just dropping your kid off at the kid zone yeah they had so much stuff on for the kids whether it was create a label you know with the with the talks they had the kids zone they, they had so much going on um, so yeah, it's just, it's, I think that's a that's a big step because and it's a good step as well because it, it gives you the option then to come down with the family. You could drop off your kids there, and if it's just for fifteen twenty minutes, when you go around, you know, sort of maneuver around because it is busy. Still, you know, thousands of people there. You know, you could, you you got to think about it. It's, I think it was, it was like four thousand people over the weekend, two hundred tables. You know, at any one time you could have seven, eight, ten, fifteen people at a table. It's hard to negate that with. You know, with kids and, and, and backpacks, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, so if you can drop off your kid for 15, 20 minutes, let them create labels and being, being like looked after essentially, where you can go and, and look around and sort of maneuver around, it's, it's definitely great. Um, I think the, 
yeah, I know the the VR. I mean, I didn't get to do a a lap, unfortunately. I know my good friend LDL and HGA cards. They set some times, but being a vendor, I'm sort of behind the table. You know, eighty five percent, eighty percent of the time. Don't get me wrong. There's times when obviously you know, during the show that I'm, I'm maneuvering around. You know, if, if I need toilets, drink breaks, food breaks. Um, you know, stuff like that. So I do get, you know, from behind the table and had friends look after the table, which is cool, but you do spend a lot more time behind the table and, and you know, don't get to get involved in the, you know, the HRO or the talks or, as I said, the virtual zone or the creator zone. But to have all these things just right there is, you know, is, is great. It just, I think it makes you stay as well at the show more, the longer as well, because, you know, if you go and you've, you walk around, especially on the Saturday, if you walk around and you can't get to many tables because it's you know, that busy, then you think, you know what, I'll take five minutes, I'll, I'll have a bit of fun on, on, the, on the VR zone and, and drive this uh, F1 car on the track, try and get a lap, and, you know, I think the fastest lap gets free VIP tickets. You know, it, it's, it's free to try, you don't have to pay to try this VR thing, you know, so you get in the car, you, you, you drive around, you set the fastest lap, free tickets, you know, all of a sudden queues might ever leave you, you can go to a table you want to look at, it's... It keeps you there. You have the HRO, you know, with their stuff. Um, the voice of Ash from Pokemon was there, so you know, I think she did a talk as well. And, and you get, you know, you can get stuff signed and whatnot. Had a massive section. I think it was called the Champagne Lounge. You know, they were you know, had free coffees. You know, they were doing breaks live. They had some you know, free plushies and free like stands. Um, yeah, it was just there's just you know so much going on to keep you there all day, which is great. The the Saturday flew. Honestly, the, that's how busy it was. The Saturday flew. It was, it was mega busy. Sunday it felt Sunday felt slower, as a day, but, I mean that's because. I had more time to sort of go around. So, I was going around, looking at tables, trying to you know wheel and deal, and I'm in my head. I'm thinking, Jesus, the day must have flown by, and it's not. That's not a bad thing. It's just I think it's the fact that in your head you're thinking, this time yesterday. I was dealing with 110 questions and the day just flew. Now I'm not dealing with any questions, but I'm asking the questions and it's going slow and I've got a chance to go around and see all these things. Um, you know, and I can imagine a bit of content of the stuff around, you know, there was so much variety of not just the car stuff, you know, when it came to comics and it was just, yeah, you know, the, the talks went forward, the VR, the creator studio, the the vlogging zone, you know, the it was just non-stop. Like, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, would I go, would I go as a non-vendor? It's interesting. I do like having, if any table, having a table out, you know, having stuff for, for sale, for trade on, on the table, having a base to put my backpack and my clothes and relaxing. Um, but again, I do miss out on a lot. I miss out on all these things. Um, so now it's put me a bit of a, a bit of a quandary of what to do. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing from London Carcher. There, you put me in a bit of a bad position now because I want to I want to enjoy everything you've put on, but at the same time, I want to be able to, you know, have my cards on the show and, and make some sales. Um, but yeah, it was a a crazy weekend. Uh, it's 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 crazy to think where they've come from. You know, this was a, a, a Tolworth, like a centre, small team. So the growth, I mean, the team seemed bigger. The, the, I didn't see them that much, but they seemed very, very relaxed. And that baffled me. How they could be so relaxed when you have thousands of people going through your door, 
but when you've got things you know handled you will be relaxed and it was crazy you know these, these thousands of people coming through you know hundreds of vendors sat around and you just think there must be must be issues must be problems must be stuff you've got to sort out but the whole team were nice polite stuff seemed handled no one's rushing around no one seemed sort of on edge or in a bad mood because things are going wrong so they you know shout out to the london car show team for that um you know they they were they definitely a1 definitely have it all boxed off um so yeah and you know, for everyone that helped me out you know from from harry and you know his, his family i know a massive shout out to them for everything they did a big appreciation for them um it's going to be very interesting because every time I think, you know, oh, the show's massive and how do they improve? And as as a vendor, I go, well, you know, what what can they do? I, obviously, I'd love them to be able to offer sort of a vendor sort of service where they can bring drinks and food to you because, you know, there was someone behind me who was on their own. So I was going around saying, oh, do you want, you know, do you want coffee, do you want drinks, do you want a... And, you know... Sometimes you know that, that's 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 great if you can do that. and It helps sort of the vendor camaraderie and you build relationships. But not every vendor has that scenario where they've got someone around and it can help out as well. So maybe maybe offering a sort of a vendor service would be nice where they can get food, drinks, and to get it brought to them. Um, you know, but this is the the luxury we've got now. It's not like we want X, Y, Z. This is things that we just yeah, we, don't, we don't need anything. We just want stuff now. We get we want we want a A star. A star plus 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 three treatment nowadays. Um, yeah, I think as a vendor, that's, that's pretty much all I can ask for. I mean, you can the bringing the people in, you know. So I can't say, oh, you need to bring more people in so I can sell more cards. The stuff that didn't sell my part, and and you know, I, I can always say I've got to look at myself then and say, okay, these didn't sell. Why? It's not because London Card Show didn't do anything. It's because I didn't bring the cards that people wanted to sell. So I've got to look at the stuff that I was investing in um, to try and sell. Uh, you know, look at my collection and think, okay, people don't PC who I PC or people weren't, weren't buying who I thought they might buy. Uh, you know, I was predominantly uh, sort of NBA and NFL just because of the season. And then obviously with the table I share in with Joe, he was sort of vintage soccer. And then Dan obviously had a mix of vintage and modern. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to see. So I think on our team, we had like the sports side covered of it all. Uh, you know, NFL, NBA, soccer. Um, and I've had some cards from good friends third down. Um, uh, Nairs was mainly NFL. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting to see where the market is and what people in the UK are interested in. But again, that's not, I can't then blame sort of London that I came, no, London Card Show. I can't say, oh, well, they didn't bring the right clientele in. No, that's not on them. They they host the show. They make sure I have a table. They make sure that they bring people through the door. You know, they can't sell the cards for me. So, you know, I've got no gripes with what didn't sell and how much I made and how much I didn't make and how much, you know, all this sort of stuff. That's on, that's on myself. Um, I thought the London Card Show did well on getting vendors in because I said it was a good mix, especially on the Saturday. Um, a very good mix. It's, you know, I'd say, what, 55, 60% of that was TCG Pokemon. Then... Run off thirty-five percent sports, and then the rest was like you know your businesses. It's a ten percent, you know, then your third down to your tops, your sort of your gyms, your grading club sort of companies. Um, so yeah, so no, I've got no complaints there. Um, you know, people may complain that there was less sports on Sunday, but again, 
that's not down to London Car Show. If sports vendors don't want to vend on Sunday, that's down to sports vendors, right? You know, everyone has sort of a, a life and stuff going outside of it, so they maybe kind of can't do them days. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely getting to a stage now where two days is the size of this. It's like, could we do three days there? With two trade nights? Could we have a trade night on a Friday night? As a vendor, I would, again, as a vendor, that's probably another thing I'd like as well, like a, a Friday night sort of vendor-to-vendor -vendor deal where you can go soap, make deals that Friday night or the Friday daytime, whatever, you know, it's best for people. Um, I don't know how it works, sort of, logistic-wise with staff and security, but I think, yeah, it's something that's obviously quite big in, in the US. Um, but that'd be kind of cool to have that. Um Trade night, the first trade I actually missed. Um, um, I was suffering with a toothache. I have a, a cracked tooth, which then damaged another tooth, so I need two fillings. So I was oral gelling up and, yeah, relaxing. So on Saturday, I just relaxed back at the hotel with some food, feeling sorry for myself, eating at one side of my mouth very slowly. Um, I managed to watch, obviously, some sports. Obviously, Katie Taylor did her job and got another night. The plus side to that is I did feel really fresh, um, for Sunday, I didn't feel great on the Saturday, um, and this is one of the reasons why I didn't get much content. Whereas the Sunday, I felt fresh, a lot more sort of out of pain. Um, yeah, and you know, Sunday morning I was, you know, me and Dan, straight into content, had a great vibe, everything was going great. Um, so yeah, I, I probably made the best decision not going trade night and relaxing, but I did miss trade night and dancing to do well. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think it's. I think that's one thing I noticed over the Saturday and Sunday was the trade culture is definitely growing. And you again, you've probably got to give props to London Car Show for that as well because who was doing trade nights before that, you know? And now it's like the big thing of everyone doing trade nights. I think trade nights work a lot better on two day shows because of you know, if you're there Saturday and Sunday, you finish your Saturday. I think it's a two hour turnaround. The show finishes at four. Trade night starts at six. You know, you go out, debrief, get some food go back, make some trades, people just come for trade nights. Um, whereas if you're, it's a one-day show, you know, people may just go there for the X amount of hours and then just want to go home, travel back, etc. So, yeah, I definitely think a two-dayer with trade night is, is is like the the better way to do things, but not everyone can do a two-day show, so I get it. Um and I also think trade nights, if, you know, especially for local people, if you know, for instance, if, if I'm in Manchester and there's a Manchester car show on and they have a trade night after it, it's perfect for me because it's going to be my local community that's going to stay around for it and, you know, stay a bit later for the trade night and go home afterwards. Um, it's just going to be on a smaller scale, but it's a good way to grow sort of the culture and I've a best massive learning curve as well because the trade etiquette, I'd say, and the trade learning tools are becoming more sort of prominent people people are learning it a lot better than it was a year ago like when the first trade night came around i think people use it as oh there's tables i put my cars there and try and sell stuff and it is it was not right whereas now people even come into you during the day which as a vendor i mean obviously you you want to try and get some cash that's the whole point you want to get some cash out some cards and then da -da -da. but there's definitely a culture of even just in trades okay did a trade and trades were done. I made a couple of trades. Uh, trades plus cash. Um, I th I'd like to think I was very good with my deals. You know, I, I, I'm a big believer that 
if someone comes to you with, you know, they want to trade one of your cards, they want a card of yours, and they want to say, I've added some trades to it, the trade value for you should you know, go up. If I'm, if I'm telling you the cash value is £500, you go, okay, cool, would you take trades? The trade value goes up. You know, it's, it's just how it is because I'm taking something that's, that you can't shift and, you know, I'm going to have to hold it for a little bit. So the value has to go up for me. Um, and, that, and that's just the way it should work. You know, you, ca you can't go to someone that you want to own their cards and offer them the same sort of value. Um, you know, but again, it's, it's all learning curves. You know, it's all learning tools and people will trade differently from the way I think it should be done. And it's just, that's how the world works, right? You know, people are going to have different opinions on things and people may not think that that should be right, that I should then say, well, if I say it's 500 cash, but I want 550 or 600 in trade value, you know, it's it's going to be like a sort of... I don't think you'll ever get it just right because of, you know, comps will be so all over the show for certain things, you know. But, you know, you're always going to want to get a little bit more, not just, not just for the sake of winning, but for the sake of you want something of mine, you can't, you know... I've got then whole stuff that I may not want per se or may not be moving as quickly. So I'm taking more of a risk on having these stuff that are, you know, are maybe two, you know, maybe three, two hundred pound sort of cards. I have to take them risks of, of holding and maybe taking a bit of a, an L because the comp maybe go to like 180, 170 a card. So it's just one of them things where personally it's how I like to do trades. Obviously, certain things like I did a trade where even though I you know I asked where they were at and they were they were at a, a set price, I should say they were at a price of five hundred. I then said, okay, well let's look at your trade wise because you want to trade, and theirs was theirs was so say it was four hundred. So I was like, okay, let's do this and this, and let's do eighty pound cash. So it, it worked out that I was you know, a little bit under, but that's because the card I knew I was taking, I could. You know, move on for a little bit more. I sort of in my head, I've got people who are interested in it. So you know, I was it was a card that I was semi interested in myself. Like it, I was happy with the card I had, obviously, and I was happy with the value of it, and they were happy with their value of it as well. But I was going to take the risk of having a lower card, probably a bit easier to move, knowing I could make a little bit here and there, knowing what I was into it. So you know, there's going to be scenarios where you don't get that little bit extra. You knew you took a trade, but again, it's all it's all about learning how to trade and and what and. At the end of the day, if if they you know if you've asked them for a value of it and they give you a value of it, that's how much I'm willing to go into it. Then you're not ripping anyone off. You're not you know someone can't come back to you and say, "Oh, you just robbed this guy." No, we agreed on. I told them where I was at. They told me where they were happy to go into it. You know, end up that's all, that's how we worked out a deal. So I was happy that that worked out. Um, you know, I tried to do it as best as I can, and that's the most important thing. But you know, a bit of a tangent there on trades. Um, but yeah, yeah, again, I think. Trade nights are definitely a big thing. And yeah, again, you got to probably shout out London Card Show for that, for bringing it over. Um, Sunday, again, Sunday's sort of thing was, you know, less sports stuff. Da, da, da. Again, no one's fault apart from sports vendors. Um, it, it surprised me a little bit because I thought, especially with the soccer games being on the Saturday, and NFL not really starting until you know, after the show finished at 6 pm on Sunday. You would have more sort of sports people, more sports vendors on the Sunday, you know, because if you're not going to games on a Sunday, you'd go to a car show and vend. Um, but no, there was probably more of a sort of a 60, sort of 65 to a 30-ish, 25% split um, on the Sunday, which again, worked out quite well for myself because there was less sort of choices. So I don't 
have a problem with it. If people don't want to vend, that's on them, not on anyone else. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think people said, oh, they need to get more, more vendors. That, again, that is not down to London Card Show. That is down to sports vendors to say, yeah, I, I can vend. Plain and simple, you know. Um, I enjoyed the food as well. I know Dan spoke very highly of the pizza. I think that was a good addition. It was a shame it wasn't on the Sunday, but on the Saturday I had a pizza van, which was, did really well. Um, yeah, it was, they didn't do one pizza at a time, which was kind of annoying. <laughs> you know, because if you, you, you order a pizza, there's thousands of people there. You, you're waiting 20 minutes of pizza. Um, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but it was, that was a good addition. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, 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 so, it's so fun looking back at it now. Is, uh, you know, you think of all the stuff that was there, and then you're going to say, what, how do you improve this? You know, as a vendor point of view, that's all I can think of. I think from obviously my time as a sort of VIP or general admission sort of ticket, you know, it's you park right outside, you you queue up. It's going to be easier to get in now because you don't you know, there's no ID and names now. It's just a QR code scan. You're in. Um, you know, you can't, there can't be much more that you want really. I mean, I think on-site grading would be a big one. Um, you know, I think the problem is there is how many companies can you have on that do grading and then how many companies can you have do on-site grading there because also you have MGC, you've had Ace there recently, um, obviously PSA sponsored the trade night. If, you know, price-wise, you probably want SGC as well. Um, so, yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, having someone like CGC would be interesting because they could do comics as well. Um which is, is you know, we have the comic book artists there, uh, bum cheeks. Um, so, you know, it, it would be interesting to see that route go being sort of explored. I mean, don't know if, if they're doing that. Knowing me, I'm probably six months behind the line and Harry's been doing this sort of stuff uh, with the team at Learning College. I've been doing this stuff for the last six months and trying to get stuff sorted. But yeah, uh, that sort of route would be definitely sort of the next step I can think of. Other than that, I don't know what they can do, really. I'm sure they will because they always raise the bar and blow my mind but yeah it's, it's, when you go to a car show what what more do you want really you're gonna go there you want to you know see some cards you sometimes want to see cards that you're never gonna see in your life which is always a nice experience right even if you can't buy them you want to be able to pick up some stuff you want to be able to take the you know go with friends go with family whatever you know and enjoy a day out and they do that in a very positive, happy, you know, place, uh, you know, environment. So, all I can say is, if you've not been to the car show, please, 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 don't miss out. And, and the next one's in February. Don't miss out. Honestly, you would not regret it. It's to have something like this on your doorstep. You know, in the UK, which let's face it, even if you're the top of the country, it's a couple hours on a flight. Uh, what five hours on a train, six hours on a train. Um, you know it, it's it's honestly it's, it's it's worth it. It's two days that you'll be in an environment full of people, like-minded people that you just have a great time with. Uh, you know you probably spoke to numerous people through Instagram. You'd have you know, that you're gonna see in person. There's a lot of places um, you know that people do meet up. So we were at the Bear Pub originally. Then we went to the Holiday Inn in Shepperton on the Friday night. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on socially. Um, so, yeah, I definitely 110% recommend it. And 
I want to give a massive shout out to the London Car Show team from everyone at the top to the bottom because you know, without you guys, it wouldn't be possible to experience this sort of thing and you know give you guys your roses while you while you should get them because yeah, it's, it's an amazing event and you know we we're blessed to have it on our doorstep again. This is one of the top ten shows worldwide, you know, without a doubt. You know, people go, oh, it's the biggest in the UK, biggest in Europe, biggest outside of US, you could say. Well, you know, it's one of the biggest shows that's, that's like this in the world. Don't forget, that don't know, put some respect on its name. It's up there in the top 10 shows of all time, you know. You can talk about your, your National and your, your Dallas's and your Burbanks. Cool. The rest of these other shows are sort of state shows, this, this Chantilly's and whatnot, you know, aren't like this. And they aren't doing the stuff that the London Car Show are doing, the innovation. So, you know, you have to put the respect on it and that. And, uh, you know, this is the UK doing it and run the map. You know what I mean? So support UK. You know, be proud of the hobby you're in and the country you're in. You know, and let's support this. That's rock and roll, baby. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The next one should be with the Dan. I'll keep saying this. And we will go through stuff for your cards. So it would be great now. Clean it for grading. Penny sleeves, top loaders. Uh, HJ's favourite slab mags. Uh, um, but yeah, we're talking about all stuff for card protection. I'm hoping to get the grading club on as well soon. Or maybe gyms. Just want to talk about the grading process as well. Um, but no, I appreciate you guys for listening this far. If you're at the London Card Show, I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you thought of it and what you thought it could be improved. Um... You know, it's always always good to hear other people's opinions from other sides of the table. And uh, yeah, take care and I'll catch you guys soon.